Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At homethreads.com, Discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. What do Jamie Lee Curtis, Hosier, and Jamila Jamil all have in common? They are guests this season on the all-new podcast from Lemonada Media, As Me with Sinead. Activist, academic, TED Talker, Vogue cover model, and the first ever little person to be dressed by Gucci for the Met Ball, Sinead Burke helps us understand what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes by asking her guests what it's like to be them. Did you know that Victoria Beckham was bullied as a child? Or that Riz Ahmad suffers from imposter syndrome? I didn't. Every single chat is absolutely fascinating. Subscribe now to As Me with Sinead wherever you get your podcasts. Overall, the recommendation is do not use sugar substitutes. Instead, it's better to use sugar just in lower quantities Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And this is Megan. So guys, before we get started, Happy New Year again. Hopefully you listened to last week's episode with Catherine McCord where we talked smoothies. It was so great. It's always so great. She's like the easiest, most fun person to speak with. In addition to this week's guest, who's also amazing, and we'll get to that in a second, but before all that, especially if you are a new listener, we just want to make sure if you haven't already, you've taken a moment to hit subscribe wherever you are listening to us right now. That way you don't miss a single thing. 
Oh, and hey, if you've already subscribed, because we've reminded you to so often, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and rate and review Didn't I Just Feed You? You can do it now while you're listening. We know you know how to multitask, <laughs> parents. We know it. No excuses. <laughs> Although, let me be the numbers nerd for a minute and say that there's some statistical data that says 60% of you are listening while doing other things. Oh, there you like go. Like washing dishes. I know we have a, a listener who meal preps while she listens to it and I just feed you every Monday. And I just, I don't know why that makes me unreasonably happy. I totally agree with you. I feel like she's my hero. Could be my mood right now. <laughs> so in the vein of it's the new year and maybe you are setting some goals around your feeding your family for the new year, neither Stacey or, or I are really great at resolutions or anything like that. But I think we want to talk about this like scary, very scary subject, which is sugar. Ooh, <laughs> that's the sugar ghost. <laughs> There to haunt you at night. You're failing as a parent. But that's seriously how people talk about it. You're freaking Ziggy out. We can hear him. I know. I'm sorry. I just muted it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We the media has really demonized sugar in the way that fat was once really demonized. And I think we just need like a super great reality check. Like how much do we really need to worry about sugar? What kind of sugar do we really need to worry about? And so that's why um, we brought on your friend. I say she's your friend, but maybe she's your internet friend, like all of my friends. Yes, she is. (laughs) She's my internet friend. I do love her though. (laughs) Jennifer Tyler Lee to talk to us about her new cookbook. So Jennifer is fantastic. She is an award-winning author. She's a game creator, which how cool is that? Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So she has this game that actually won one of Dr. Toy's 10 Best Children's products. It's called Crunch-A-Color, the healthy eating game. But her first book, 52 New Foods Challenge, was also nominated for awards, an IACP. I always get that mixed up. You got it. Cookbook Award. And she is a healthy eating advocate who earned her certificate in nutrition and healthy living from Cornell University. So she's also a smart cookie. Jennifer's recipes have been featured by tons of folks and publications, Jamie Oliver, Oprah, Whole Foods, Parents Magazine. But mostly you can find her recipes at 52newfoods.com, her site. But what we love most about Jennifer is that her low sugar recipes and her new book, which is called Half the Sugar, All the Love, show that reducing sugar doesn't mean having to give up the foods you love. It also doesn't mean having to quit sugar because hello, unrealistic. So without further ado, let's hear from the woman herself. I have such a sweet tooth and I'm like our resident baker on the show and I'm like a little bit free wheeling with sugar in my house for better or worse. I think it it ends up being fine because my kids don't, they're not obsessed with sugar in that way. But I just, I think we'd love to know like what motivated you to write this book and why do you think reducing sugar is important or worthwhile for families? So I can completely relate. I have a sweet tooth too, and I love to bake, but it's, it's also important to know that not everything is baking. And we'll talk a little bit about that today, but 
really why I think it's so important to reduce sugar and why this is worthwhile is because sugar is the hidden enemy. So it's showing up in places that we don't expect. And as a result, we're consuming three times too much. So women are consuming three times too much. Kids are consuming three times too much. Men are about that rate too. And you know, kids alone are consuming their weight in added sugar, which is about 64 pounds. So the problem is it's leading to all sorts of health issues, right? So the, the rise in these rise in diseases is tracking with added sugar intake. And it's because partly you know you're eating it when you're eating the cookies and the cakes. But the other big part of it that's scary is you're eating it when you don't know. So it sneaks into dressings and sauces and things that you think are even savory. So it, it's kind of everywhere and it's causing problems. Um, the good news is there's new research showing we can halt and maybe even reverse those trends by changing the way that we eat. Wow. So I want to ask two clarifying questions. The first is when you say kids are consuming 64 pounds, is that annually or is that like in a month? Oh, like yes, what's the span per of year. per year? Per okay. year. And you say sugar is the enemy, which is like a very scary thing to hear, I think, for most parents. <laughs> so do you think it's like sh all sugar or do you think it's really the I added sugar that's the enemy here? Oh, it's important to clarify. Added sugar is what we are talking about. That's what we need to worry about. There is a myth that, oh, I need to reduce sugar. So I'm going to reduce fruit because fruit has sugar in it. Right. But there, there's a really important distinction between natural sugars that are in fruit and added sugars like honey, maple syrup, brown sugar, those things. So the big difference is natural sugar, like in an apple, comes packaged with fiber. And that fiber is the real difference. That's what helps slow the absorption of sugar in your body so that it's much easier for your body to process. When we talk about problems with sugar, it's really the added sugars that we're talking about. I also really like that you made a distinction between savory foods and sweet foods, because I think also like, oh, I'm going to eliminate fruit because sugar's an issue. There's also that thinking around sweets. And I'm sure you have something to say about how much <laughs> people are consuming in terms of like cookies and sweets and cakes. But you have an awareness of the sugar you're taking in. And when you're taking in sliced bread or yogurt, where there's a perception that yogurt is really healthy for you, which not all yogurts are created equally, et cetera, that hidden sugar in the foods you don't expect can actually be more dangerous in a way. Is that right? I think that's absolutely right. Because, you know, you're going to have birthday parties and celebrations and sweets are going to show up. I love sweets, right? And I know when I'm eating them. So I can control that, right? I can keep that in moderation. And sometimes I overindulge and that's okay too. But the problem is when you get duped and you don't know you were having it, right? Yeah. So when here's my, I'm, I'm giving my kids a, a healthy bowl of tomato soup and oh, surprise, there's five teaspoons of sugar in that yes. package of tomato soup. Like what? No, that's not okay. And yeah. same thing with uh, salad dressings. 
so I picked up a jar of creamy poppy seed dressing the other day and I flipped over, looked at the label. I said, could this possibly be right? In that jar, there were 18 teaspoons of sugar. Whoa. Right. And so here I am with my creamy poppy seed dressing and I'm having a salad and I'm feeling so good about how I'm being healthy. I'm like, yeah, wah, wah. okay, that was loaded with sugar. When it sneaks in and you think you're doing the right thing and then, oh, well, I didn't know it was there. Yeah. And yeah. what I like about shifting our perspective in that way is that it doesn't demonize a candy bar or cake or donuts. It's just like, this is all about awareness and making an aware choice about when you're going to take in sugar so that you can do whatever calculation is right for you and for your family. Absolutely. Because you want to be enjoy, be able to enjoy all of the foods that you love, right? And totally sweets I mean, and we treats do. are, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. It's okay in moderation, but you just want to know when you're consuming it, right? So eyes wide open, as opposed to not really realizing when you're consuming it. Yes. One of my favorite things that I saw in the book was that there's a recipe for ranch dressing, which like I think a lot of people assume ranch is not sweet. It's sort of like acidic. And so there's no sugar in it. And I foolishly like that's one of my favorite vehicles to getting my kids to eat vegetables is to give them dips. So talk to us a little bit about like what your favorite ingredients for building and enhancing sweetness in a recipe like ranch dressing where you're you're not making sugar substitutions but you need a little bit of sweetness um, without added sugar. Right. So I love that recipe. It is so, A, it's super easy, and B, incredibly flavorful. And the trick there is really using spices to create this flavor so that you don't miss the sugar. That's what the secret is in that ranch dressing. The creamy poppy seed is another one that you should definitely check out. And the I build the sweetness in that recipe with pear. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. And there's no that. cream in it, but it tastes creamy because you're blending the pear with mustard and yes. white, vine- um, white wine vinegar. And it, it's so good. And literally, you throw it in the blender you press go, it's done in two minutes. And then you've got this delicious recipe that you can use throughout the week. And that, that one's great. I'll use it for dipping vegetables. I'll use it as a side with roast chicken. It's just really flexible in that way. So what are other pantry items that you think we should all have on hand if our goal is to just be more mindful about our sugar intake? This is really like the pantry items that I like to cook with to sweeten without sugar. Exactly. Mm, Okay. So dates are one of my secret ingredients. I love dates. They add sweetness and caramely flavor in a natural way, right? So those dates are sweet and packed with fiber. So they're great. We love them. And they are so sweet. People, if you haven't worked with dates before, it's like candy. So underappreciated. So underappreciated. I I love them. (laughs) So that one's really good. The other thing that I keep in my pantry at all times, canned pumpkin, canned sweet potato, crushed pineapple. Those are three ingredients that are just easy to stack in the pantry that are great for sweetening. So for example, the double chocolate brownies, 
which I'm obsessed with in the book, I love them, are sweetened with sweet potato. And if you, which makes them also gluten-free, by the way, which is awesome. But basically you throw that canned sweet potato into the food processor with unsweetened cocoa powder, a little bit of maple syrup, some other good stuff. And literally you have a brownie recipe put together for you in less than 10 minutes. It's so delicious. And it's packed with fiber rich vegetables that make it a much healthier way to sweeten. I want to make those right now. <laughs> I do. I was like, I, was I, have, like, oh, I have 10 minutes. I can do that. Totally. Yes. I, I, I love those brownies. They're great. They're great in the freezer, you know, so you can pull them out at any time that you need. That's one of the ones that I definitely lean on heavily. And that sweet potato just is, that's easy to keep in your pantry. Yeah, I love that. I also roast sweet potatoes at the beginning of the week. Nice. More and more. I used to do it all the time when my kids were little because I'll even just spread sweet potato on toast in the morning and drizzle. Well, there goes my added sugar. A little bit of honey. <laughs> <laughs> Along with spices, like cinnamon is a really good one right. for mimicking sweetness because it's got that warm, naturally sweet flavor. Yes. Um, but now that I have a puppy, he loves sweet potato too. That's awesome. So yeah, right? Totally. Hey, well, and, and it's great when you can cook it yourself. Like if you make a batch in advance of the week and you have them sitting in your fridge, that's awesome. Not everybody has time to do that. That's true. So the, the canned sweet potato is just as good. You're going to get just as much flavor. So don't stress about whether you've made the sweet potato in advance. I love that. Yeah. Um, some people might be surprised that you didn't say agave, honey, yeah. maple syrup, because I think there's a perception out there that those are natural sweeteners that are better for you than sugar, as though sugar isn't also natural. So there's a lot to unpack here. Curious to know what you think about these, about sweeteners in general, and if you can kind of run through the common ones. And then what's the deal? Like, aren't all sweeteners natural? (laughs) Yeah. So this this is where there's a ton of confusion. So I'm glad that you're bringing it up. Honey, I'm confuzzled. That's yeah. what my that's what my teenager says. He says confuzzled. Conf- confuzzles <laughs> me. I'm using that word. It's good. It's a good one. It's really good. Okay, so <laughs> people are confuzzled about honey. Let's talk about honey because that's one of the ones where it seems all natural. It's got to be better for us. And the truth is, honey is not healthier for you. Honey You're counts. You're killing me, Jennifer. I know. I'm sorry. But you, again, <laughs> like, this me. is I'm all great. about go in eyes wide open. Yes, know what yes, you are yes. doing. Of course, drizzle honey on your toast and yes. put it in your tea, but just know that honey counts as added sugar, just like table sugar. Okay. So honey does have the reason why it's got a little bit of a health halo. It does have some added nutritional benefits, right? It's got antioxidants and minerals and it's great for reducing cough. So it does have some redeeming qualities, but the amount of honey you would need to consume in order to reap those benefits is just really large. So yeah, that's a big one, right? That you people think like a teaspoon of this or a teaspoon of that is going to give them the benefits that are promised. And yeah, that's not always I don't true. think the research shows that. So I think what is really important to know Honey counts as an added sugar, just like table sugar. So 
when you're using it, just know, okay, that's going towards my added sugar count, however you choose to track that in your mind, right? So if you want to use honey because you love the flavor, that's awesome. Like I use it in our honey peach breakfast pops, which is another one of my most favorite recipes in the book because it's so easy to make and it's great for a grab and go breakfast or a snack. And the honey combines with the peaches there to make this incredibly delicious flavor. So it's great there, but it's not necessarily better for you than table sugar, right? The point is with all of those sugars, honey, agave, maple syrup, brown sugar, table sugar, all of those need to be kept in check, right? Because we're consuming three times too much. So that's kind of the deal with the natural, well, quotes, natural sweeteners. When you talk about other uh, substitutes for sugar, like stevia, has that showed up in yes. your pantry? Yeah. Well, not mine. No. I've I've not wanted to use it, and I don't know why, though. Okay. there are, There's a whole category of those right now that are showing up all over products. So stevia is one. That's kind of the most popular. There's monk fruit. There a whole yes, bunch. Yes, monk fruit. Right. They sound healthy and they don't have any calories and stevia is 200 to 400 times sweeter than sugar. Yes. But the issue is there are three things. First of all, when you're, the research shows that when you, when you take in something like stevia, your brain says, Ooh, sweet is coming. But then, you know, the, the other markers in your body don't follow suit. And so your brain says, well, that doesn't really make sense. My insulin didn't go up. So I'm going to keep trying to get that sugar until I get the reaction that you told me I was going to get. Oh my gosh. So it may lead you, it may lead you to consume more, right? Early research is investigating that and it's pointing in that direction. The other thing with, uh, certainly with artificial sweeteners like sucralose and, and also stevia and those natural sugar substitutes, is they do alter the gut bacteria and that's not a good thing either. So overall, the recommendation is do not use sugar substitutes. Instead, it's better to use sugar just in lower quantities. And the way that I do that with the recipes in the book is I substitute with fiber-rich fruits and vegetables instead of sugar which is also getting you the other benefit of eating more fruits and vegetables, which yes. we need to do. Yay! And I like that it also frames, you know, we have older kids, you and I do, Jennifer, and Megan, your daughter's getting on the older side too, a little I bit. I know, she's going to be eight. I know. And this idea of like hiding vegetables. And we did a whole episode on this because sometimes we put vegetables in our food that the kids may not detect, but we're not like hiding vegetables. Like, I don't think either Megan or I are a proponent of like, go out of your way to cook all these vegetables, puree them, add them to random things. But at the same time, you're not talking about like hiding vegetables, but use vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Use them like, to use what advantage. they offer. Yeah. It's, I'm, I am a really big proponent of getting kids involved in the kitchen. So when they can cook with you, that's a good thing. And they need to know what's going in their food, right? That's developing here, a healthy here. relationship with food. And, and throughout the book, with all of the recipes, 
I talk about some easy things that kids can do in the kitchen. And, you know, if you have a starter, starter junior chef, there are some things. And if you have a more advanced junior chef, there's others. I'm really excited that my daughter, who is about to turn 16, which is kind of crazy (laughs) because this whole thing started when she was in kindergarten. So it's kind of crazy to even think that she's going to be 16 and she's driving my car. Yeah, Stop. that's the scary part. Okay, Scaring but, me. But here's the thing. She tested every single recipe that's in this awesome. book. So, and she was, I guess, 14 at the time that a lot of that testing was happening. So if a 14-year-old can do it, you can yeah. do it. <laughs> it's true. Because they're brutal. <laughs> right. They'll tell you. So, but yeah, they should know what's going in their food. It's cool that you can make double chocolate brownies sweetened with sweet potato. That's just an awesome trick. Totally. That makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. I love that. I want to go back before we move on to agave because this is just purely personal. (laughs) Listeners, (laughs) I hope this helps because really this is for me. But agave, when Isaac, who is now 13, was little... Agave was like all the rage. It was like, oh my gosh, we should be using agave for everything. And I did the research on it and I was like, wait a minute. I don't think this is like particularly great for us. Certainly not any better than any of the other sweeteners. And I remember someone saying to me, listen, use whatever you need to use to achieve the flavor you want using the least amount of sweetener. Because it's all the same. Yes. Amen. Okay. But doesn't agave have a slightly different makeup than honey, maple syrup, cane sugar, or am I It does. It does. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, so all of them have different combinations of fructose and glucose, right? Right. But at the end of the day, they all count as added sugar. And I think that's how you want to think about it, right? Yeah. Keep it easy. yeah, Yeah. If you love the flavor of agave, that's awesome then use it to sweeten, you know, if you're making the honey peach pops, swap in agave, that's fine. Do that, right? But don't run through all of the hoops to remaster your chocolate cake recipe so that you're using honey instead of granulated sugar. Like that just, there's no benefit there. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) Don't do that. That, That's a waste of your time. So instead you know, think about reducing the total sugar in the chocolate cake, which I do for you in the book. That cake is so decadent and I it love it. It looks delicious. It's so decadent. And actually coffee is the secret yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. Because coffee and chocolate play together and it brings out all of that delicious chocolate flavor. And there's uh, Greek yogurt in that recipe too. So anyways, I that that took some time to develop, but you know, don't worry about trying to swap honey, agave, brown sugar for another type of sugar because you think agave is healthier. That doesn't, you know, at the end of the day, all added sugar is is added sugar. It all counts towards your total. So do what's best to achieve the recipe, right? And and you need, sometimes you need sugar for texture, right? So that's when you take for with a muffin is a perfect example, right? Like a blueberry muffin. If you sweeten that with 
applesauce. Have you ever had a blueberry a muffin sweetened applesauce and they sort of seem spongy and weird? And yes. Like, right? yes. <laughs> like, totally. Why does this not feel right? It's like way too bouncy. Yeah, way too bouncy. Right. Because they call it the crumb. The crumb isn't right. That texture isn't right. And it's because there's too much moisture in the applesauce and all sorts of other. There's fun chemistry project in there too, by the way. Um, when you start reducing sugar and what it does to your baked goods. But yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's hopefully that answers your question. Don't worry about it. Use it when you like it and just reduce it overall. Absolutely. Okay. So before we get to a fun game, I have one last quick question. We're going to buy your book. It's called Half the Sugar, All the Love, a family cookbook. And it has a hundred easy, low sugar recipes for every meal of the day. So besides getting this, which also what I love about it is I feel like you have a lot of info in the beginning and the recipes are simple and easy to follow that you can kind of extrapolate from there. People will fall in love with your recipes and I think learn from them so that when they're riffing in the kitchen, they can reduce the sugar on their own. Yes, I hope so too. I certainly learn going through the process, right? So from the beginning of recipe development to the end, which really took about a year and a half, by the end, I was like, oh, I know this trick. Yes, I know yeah. that I can use Greek yogurt here. Oh, I know, right? I know I can puree dates with Greek yogurt and that's gonna end up being a good thing to start with, right? So yeah, my hope is you'll not only love the recipes, but also learn how to remaster some of your own family favorites. Yes. So besides that, can you name just like one or two other top things, like takeaways, back pocket, things to be mindful of that will help you be more mindful with how much sugar your family is taking in? Yeah, I think really the big takeaway is cooking is the antidote to added sugar, right? So when you can cook at home, you have so much more control over what's going into your food. And the secret is sweeten with fiber-rich fruits and vegetables instead of added sugar, right? That's the big, big takeaway. Now, we're all busy. We can't always be cooking at home, right? That's not realistic. So there are some other easy targets. Um, beverages is one of them, right? So if you can reduce sugary beverage intake, that makes a big, big impact. So even if you said, all right, I'm not going to keep soda at home, right? We can still have soda when we're out. Um, maybe, you know, as a treat on the weekend, but I'm not going to keep it in the fridge. We'll have to yep. go out to get it. Even something as simple as that makes a really big difference. Are there other targets? For reduce? well, yeah, so, for reducing yeah, sugar. I mean, I think beverage is a big one. Then the sneaky sugars, I think we talked about those at the beginning of this segment. If you can make the time to make one thing, that you're going to use throughout the week. So maybe you make that creamy poppy seed dressing and it takes you five minutes in the blender and you throw in your pear that's overripe sitting in your fruit bowl over there, right? That thing that was probably, you're trying to figure out how to use. being in my kitchen. Yeah. Yes. So (laughs) that or the like dark speckled banana, don't throw it away, right? That's actually the start of something really, really good. So even if you make one recipe, right? That serves you throughout the week. So maybe it's the poppy seed dressing, or maybe it's the honey peach pops, something that's easy, five minutes to put together. And you can work it into dishes throughout the week, then you're in so much better shape. 
That's so helpful. I love that we're able to have a quick and dirty conversation about sugar that just like, here are the takeaways. It's all added sugar. Like, here's what to avoid. Make one thing. It's genius. Yeah. Don't, don't stress about it, right? But be mindful. Know where it is. Learn how to read a food label. The food labels are starting to roll out in January. Um, where you're going to start seeing added sugar on the label, but not all products will have it. So you just need to be wise, right? Don't get duped, know where it's hiding, um, and then be eyes wide open and make your make your choices for your family that you, you know going in. I love that. We love that. Okay, we have one more fun thing. We think it's fun. Maybe you <laughs> I'm sure you ladies are so fun. I'm sure it'll be fun. Okay. We've started playing this game called Kiss Mary Kill. That's the PG <laughs> version of it with ingredients. And since you um, are, have mastered these sort of like alternative ingredients, we'll use air quotes, healthier sugars. Can we play Kiss Mary Kill with alternative sweeteners? Okay. How do we play this game? I'm just going to give you three like types of sugars and then you can tell us like which you would kiss, which you would marry and which you would kill. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Jennifer, kiss, marry, kill, <laughs> dates, maple syrup and stevia. Ooh. Okay. That's easy. Kiss dates. Although they're really not very good looking. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> They're really not. I love them for so other good. reasons. Okay. Okay. You're deep. That's I would deep. marry maple syrup because I am Canadian. Okay. So that's oh, just. That's very appropriate. My family to. is from Vermont and it's like a really big thing. Like my mom growing up would carry a little bottle of maple syrup in her purse. There so when go. we went out to eat, she could always have real maple syrup. Oh, I love your mom. I do too. Okay. So yes. The, yes. You would feel the same way about maple syrup. So yes. Canadian maple syrup, absolutely marry. And then I would kill Stevia. Because <laughs> I, I think we know that. A bit of a, don't that's a little bit of a right? don't, <laughs> gimme. Yes. Don't. don't. <laughs> yes. I got enough going on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jennifer, thank you so much for talking to us today. Tell everybody who's listening where they can get your fantastic, and also we didn't even mention, totally gorgeous book. The photography is amazing. Thank you so much. So Half the Sugar, All the Love is available wherever you like to buy books. So please, you know, whether you love to support your local bookstore or you prefer to buy online, wherever you like to buy books, go get it. And um, I can't wait to hear what you make. I can't wait to hear how you like it. I'm about yeah. to go make those brownies, by the way. Yes. I'm not kidding. To do <laughs> Me too. Today. I think that's going to be my snack today. <laughs> yes. Okay. So when we first started talking to Jennifer, I have to admit that I, I know what you're going to say. A little bit. What? You're going to say. That one of the first things she said is sugar is the hidden enemy, and that felt like inflammatory or maybe even I like a personal attacked. slight. Yes, a personal <laughs> slight. That's what I was just about to say. I love that I know you and that you know me. That makes me so happy. <clears throat> because I want to talk about um, how we had Shauna Siever on to talk about reducing sugar ahead of holiday baking in 2018, and we'll link to that show in the show notes. And I was like, 
so happy when she was like, you know, I just don't, I don't buy processed sweets for my kids, what we make at home they eat. And so I just don't worry about it. And so I felt like redeemed then. And so to have Jennifer be like, uh, no, that's actually not quite right. Like you still should be trying to reduce the sugar, even in the things that you're making at home, because our kids are consuming three times the uh, recommended amount of sugar. In fact, they're consuming their weight annually in sugar. I, well, I nearly <laughs> my pants. <laughs> Thank you for that honesty. I do feel like she ended up landing in a place that is a lot, is very similar to where Shauna Seaver yes. is. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. I really get where she's coming from. Like when you hear that statistic, it's pretty striking. And we strive so hard here to welcome in a community of parents of all different like family structures and stripes and like everything. Everybody's welcome at our table. And that means it's our responsibility to not be judgmental, but to support parents in whatever decisions they believe are right for their family. Because we can't know it all, people. You think you know people's lives and you don't. But there are some facts out there that are a reality that I think we would be remiss not to share and make people aware of. And I feel like that's what Jennifer's mission is. And even though I knew that that was going to be a little (laughs) bit of a like shocker opening statement, um, I get that. Like, that's the fact. Now you guys can do with it what you want. Jennifer offers recipes, like insights, suggestions for how to reduce sugar, if that's something that you decide is a priority. I'm so glad you said that. You do you is always our parenting motto, right? Like we really don't know. For me, on a practical level, I'm probably not going to futz with sugar and baked goods and try to make like a favorite recipes with less sugar. I am totally interested in trying those brownies that Jennifer mentioned. Um, And I think that there's room in everyone's kitchen and in their cooking life for a little bit of both. Like, Hell yes, I'm still going to make my favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe, but sometimes I'm also going to make this brownie that's really good for what it for on its own for what it is. It's yes. a sweet potato brownie. Um and my family's going to enjoy that just as much. I am really interested trying to reduce the added sugar in in dressings and other condiments that we use at home because I've talked about this before. Ella is still in the ranch and ketchup phase of being a second grader. Like she loves them both. So, uh, and, and I, and I would never like steer her away from eating any of those things because they help her to eat new foods more often, but I could be a little bit better about choosing one with less sugar and or better or, for your goals. Yes. And better, or just this, making yeah, something at home exactly. that I have more control over. So Because you can. You have the time. You're in the kitchen. Like yes. someone else can have. So let's even take away the word better. Yes. Right? Like that is an attainable goal for you given like who you are, how you guys eat, and how you cook. Yes. And maybe for someone else, the goal is like, I'm going to shop differently so that I can have less sugar in my kid's diet. Or maybe your goal is, I don't give a flying flip. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'm just going to keep eating without the sugar, in which case, or with the sugar, keep eating with the sugar, in which case I feel like next week's episode where we talk about what we're cooking now for winter, what we're really into, will be your jam. Totally. And I do have to say that it changes over time. So let's also not be hard on ourselves 
themselves for that reason, because you're going to beat yourself up. And then in like two years, your kids are going to eat totally differently. And you have, you, you wasted that time beating yourself up because everything's going to shift. I mean, now that Isaac's older and obsessed with the Popeye's chicken sandwich <laughs> and tries to eat one once a week and can, because he can walk uh, to Popeye's. Yes. And like also, uh, oh God, what are those? Um, they're not Doritos. They're like super Takis? spicy. Yes. Yes. I love a Takis. He's obsessed with Takis. They're so good. So now it's like when my kids were home and I was controlling everything that they ate, I didn't bother reducing sugar in desserts and baked goods because I was like, I want that to be what it is. And I know everything else they're eating and they're not getting a ton of added sugar in other stuff. But now the way Isaac's eating, I'm like, yeah, you're getting sweet potato brownies, dude, because I know what you're eating out there. (laughs) (laughs) And we got to make sure it's not three times the amount. That's To me, that's really... An alarming number. I try not to be alarmist, but like that's a that's serious. Yeah, for me. right. Well, and the long term health implications of that, we can't we can't ignore that. And maybe the goal isn't that you get it down to like the normal range. Maybe the goal is at least instead of three times the amount of added sugar, you're only having two times the yeah. amount of added sugar. I mean, right? Whatever it is, yeah. It's about setting your kids up. Like you know, something is better than nothing. Yeah, and like we cannot protect them from everything. No one like dies from a sugar overdose. And I don't know what the research shows in terms of long term health benefits. And even if we could like spit it all out right now, I don't know that everyone agrees with the analysis in the same way. Yeah. So like, you know, there's a thousand things we could be scared of in terms of how it's impacting our kids' health. Like, we just need to do our best. Wait, that's such a good question. And I think we have to bring it to our listeners group is what scares you about feeding your family? Oh my god! Is it added sugar? Are you stressed about protein? Are you trying to eat less gluten for whatever reason? Or maybe you're like scared of cooking from scratch all the time. Or maybe your budget scares you. Oh, I want to know. I do too. That's so good. All right. I'm going to take us out with that. And I'm going to tell you, find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to join that listeners group, just answer the question with whiskey. That's our favorite cocktail. I know there's some debate about whether that is indeed a cocktail or if it's just alcohol on its own. But I say if you add an ice cube, that's a cocktail. You know what? Screw that. I say even if you don't add a nice cube, I'm feeling rebellious. <laughs> Most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, please, please tell your friends about us and also rate and review. That word of mouth is so important to us. It helps support what we do here and it just makes us feel good. I want to say Jennifer left us a review on iTunes. If she can do it, so can you. <laughs> Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamando. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. <laughs> Stay sane and well fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. Mom, I'm hungry. Give me food right now.